This is Xane Anderson, and welcome today to the Principal Podcast. Today, I have the honor of having Karu Papritz with us on the show. Karu is known as the Cowboy Philosopher. He's the author of the multi-award-winning book, The Legacy Letters. And though fictional, The Legacy Letters has won acclaim as a life lessons book for all generations, gaining the distinction of being the only book in publishing history to win awards in both fiction and nonfiction categories. A renaissance man in an age that lauds the specialist, the Huffington Post says Pat Fritz, or crew here, intrigues and enlightens charms and catalyzes change for every reader. Karu, thank you for being on the Principal Podcast today. Xane, it's great to be on your show, and, and thank you for that uh, that amazing intro. I'd like to meet this guy, because he, <laughs> he sounds too good to be true. <laughs> we're, we're grateful you're here, Karu. <laughs> One of the things that you and I have in common is I think we have a passion for helping parents be better parents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, one of the things that has driven me is that, you know, all the problems that we see in society, if you really go back to the roots, that it starts in families. And if we can help families, marriages and families, that's where we, the real differences can be made. And one of the things I like that you, you're, it seems like you're passionate about is how parents can take advantage of teachable moments. So I wonder yeah. if you can tell us a little bit about that. Teachable moments. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I think it's, it's, oh gosh, there it is, the opening salvo of the greatest softball imaginable and the most difficult thing to answer because uh, we're all, not we're all parents, but I'm assuming you're a parent. Is that correct? I am. Five children. I am, and I am too. Yeah. And I tell you what, one of the greatest and most difficult and wonderful jobs on the planet, um, trying to be a good parent. And I would have to say, for all those relatively new parents out there, the most important thing, bar none, is walk your talk. Got to mm -hmm. walk it. You got to, if you're, and of course, you know what I mean by that, but I would say, for example, if you're going to be show love and affection to your spouse, show it, you know, make sure your kids see that. If you're going to say, um, I'm going to do something for you to your kid, do it, you know, don't, don't not do it. So, I mean, there's, it just goes that. on and on and on, but boy, are they paying attention, right? They're picking up all the cues. I love that. And the fact that you said that I heard someone say, there's three things that are important in teaching kids and they're example, example, and example, which is what <laughs> you just said. Rock your talk, right? Rock your talk. Yeah. And I oh. see so much. Oh my gosh. And you know, it was amazing. One of the, the, the biggest commitments I remember making as a father, and it was early on, it's actually when my son started walking and stuff. And, and, you know, I like both of us, we've got outside professional concern. We do all this. And I just said, yeah, I got one, you know, I'm one and done, which, and I just said, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the adventure, but I am here. And I think an interesting thing, I, one of the things I, I talk about in the book is, um, there's no such thing as quality time. There's only time. Kids don't know quality time. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to give you some quality. Nah, ain't true, man. It's time. It's it's time with your kids. And the more time you got, the better. And that's all they recognize, you know, and being present with them, right? I love that. Being there yeah. in the moment. Walk your talk. You know, I, it, and I think of influence, like you said, as kind of this pyramid 
So you've got on the bottom, you've got example, walking your talk, as you say. Next thing is having a relationship, which you've got to put in the time to have that, to understand and listen, right? Yeah. And then the top piece of the pyramid is is your words, your what you actually say. The problem is that some people want you to just, just listen to what I say, but they're not walking their talk. So the pyramid's crumbling, right? Oh, or yeah. you don't have a good relationship because they're never there. And yeah. so the words don't hold much weight. But if you have that example, that base on the pyramid, and then you have the uh, the relationship, then what you say has power rather than just, hey, listen to what I say, but you're not walking your talk and you don't really even understand me. So there's no relationship, right? Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. And, and so watch this, watch this. Oh, oh no, hold on a second. Hold on, oh, I'll be right with you, okay? Okay, thank you. Guess what that was? That's what parents do to their kids. Hold on one second. Put up the mm -hmm. cell phone. Get on there like this. It's absolutely amazing, right? And what are you teaching your kid? The cell phone is more important than you. Now, my anti-technology, by no stretch of the imagination. But how many of those hold on, hold on, hold on? Seriously? You have to take every call. You have to do every text. You've got a living, breathing, amazing human being in front of you. Give it the attention they want. Just come on. I'm serious. I love that. Yeah. You know, I've got to tell you, I have an aunt who was super good at this. You would be talking to her. And the phone would ring and she would, she wouldn't even look at it. She would just let it ring. Like it was birds chirping in the distance. And <laughs> it felt so valued because she would just hold eye contact with you. And you knew that she valued your time and you more than whoever that, whoever it was, was important to you, but they could wait because she was here with you. And you're right. Is how many texts, how many emails, how many dings on your phones you actually really have to respond to right now. Be present. That's such a good reminder, Karu. Thank you. Yeah. Be pre and um, oh, come on. What's her name? The famous, the famous um, person in the paper. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna. I'm making myself sound like I'm a stupid. She was <laughs> no, the one. Uh, la, 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 Anne, not Anne. Uh, she was the person who was in charge of being polite. Like she's missing. Oh, Anne Landers was that Anne Landers? Yeah, Anne Landers. Yeah, yeah. The daughter of Anne Landers picked up her column and, and continued it. And I remember reading one one time and she said, someone asked her like, what's the most important thing you can do as a person? And it, she was, it was directed toward a politician. It was really interesting because she said, yeah, when you're with politicians or business people or like this, and everybody is like looking for the next advantage, right? The next conversation, the next phone call, they're all just, you know, they're all like, ah. And, and the guy said, the most important thing on the planet is this, to that. He says, it's being right with that person as if that person is the sole person on the planet, the most important person in the world, and nothing else matters. To your point about the phone call, I mean, that thing can buzz all day, and that that Anna of yours wasn't going to budge, and she said that was it. That's the secret, right? And yet, that was what we were taught growing up, like, you know, make eye contact, give a handshake, be there with the person. And then when it's time, it's time to move on. Okay, that's fine. But golly sakes, nowadays, everything is ADHD. <laughs> squirrel, 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 squirrel. Yeah, and just taking the time to be with your kids and look in their eyes. You know, it would be really sad if you got to the end of your life. And I think this is probable for most parents. And they say, you know, I looked at my screen and I interacted with my screen way more than I did with these living, breathing people in my home. Oh, so, and, so uh, true. 
Yeah. I got to tell you, one of the best gifts my dad gave to me, and this is going to be funny. It's a little bit of a sidetrack, but I'll just throw it out there. He actually bribed us <laughs> as kids to not watch TV. He said, I don't want you to watch. So he paid us 200 bucks a year. And when you're six years old in the eighties, that was a lot, a lot of money to not watch TV. And, uh, and it was one of the best things I think he did because we started, he didn't want to have the screens. Now, we, you know, everybody's got a screen and they got 50, they got them on their watch sometimes right. and on the phone and their iPad, the computer, the laptop, and in, even in the car now. And, and, and so it's, it's one of these things where, goodness, it's such an important thing, Crew. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if we could emphasize this one too much. No. So, and, and this leads into a really interesting story relative to that. So I put books and magazines and all sorts of stuff in the backseat of the car when when we were going places my son didn't have a phone until he was okay here we go everybody 14 years old yes when he entered high school good for you Correct. okay good i got so much crap for it like i was the worst parent on the planet i held out i held out you're, like, you're high in my book Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so, and I will tell you one of the loveliest memories. So we were we were drive. We had about an hour drive to where we were going, and we would have conversations. We talk about stuff, or we put on the Lone Rangers. I mean, just I mean, that's sort of the, where I'm at in that world. And uh, so I, I said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to catch up on some stuff or whatever?" He goes, "He goes, no thanks." I go, "Okay." I said, "What are you doing back there?" And he goes, "Ah." Uh, and I, and I looked in the mirror and he's looking out up at the clouds and he goes, oh, I'm just daydreaming. And I was like, the perfect moment, the perfect moment. And I said, a kid that admits, confesses, tells you he's daydreaming, that's that you can't get any better than that. I'm not on a screen. I'm not on whatever. Beautiful. Just beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that as you say that, there was a note here that, you are good at helping youth understand the importance of reading and writing. I don't know why that came to mind as you said that. Yeah. But I, I felt to ask you that right now. Well, gosh, I'm biased. I kind of okay. in, but I thought I'd ask. <laughs> I'm biased. I'm an author. I mean, if I, if I don't have that, you know, bias, then you shame on me, but no, it's, it's been, so there's a couple aspects. Let's go with the reading one. And I was, uh, you know, I was trying to think like, oh, let's get kids excited about it. here's a really fun book. And of course, they're all sort of, they're not anti-book. They're just pro screen. They're pro YouTube. They're pro, you know, right. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, you're not going to lead this horse. This horse is going to lead you, right? So I came up with Let's this go. whole, I, I love to read series. And basically I took the legacy letters. Let me, let me, here it is. Here's the shameless pitch, right? So there I was. Had the book here on the back of the horse I used to cowboy on, right? And I turned the page and the roll camera and like this. And um, and the and by the way, the horse's name was Boots. So I'm reading like this, and I go, you know what? I love to read and I love to ride. And I spurred the horse. <clears throat> Huge fart. Gigantic. And I was like, oh God. All right, we gotta take that take again. Second take, sit louder. I mean, it's almost like, you know, the horse knew. Third take, I mean, you could hear it all over, right? I thought, ah, uh, this is horrible. No. This is actually happening in real life. Happening in real life while we're recording. And then we put it out there as the first video for the I Love to Read series for kids. And that thing just blew up. The kids thought this is the greatest thing on the planet. 
So now I've done maybe 70 or 80. I have about 80 more in the, in the hopper. And what I do with teachers and parents and stuff, there's sort of a, there's a primer with it. And it's like, why is this guy doing this? What's an author? Where is he doing it? We do it on the top of volcanoes, in front of the Statue of Liberty, while rafting, while go-karting, playing putt-putt. And it's always the same intro. And it's really fun. So what I'm doing is like they're looking on YouTube and they're coming out. So funny. I did one in Chicago oh, six months ago in front of the, the big the, the bean, right? That, that, people in Chicago are going to kill me. The big sculpture that's all uh, the silver sculpture out there. And so I'm doing one of these YouTubes. And my son now is practically is my director and cinematographer. So I'm doing this. And and these guys, these, these, oh, I don't know, maybe they're like 12 or so. They're coming around back, a little pack of them, right? They didn't photobomb, but they were like sneaking the back while I was doing this. And um, they came out and they said, hey, they said, what are you doing? And I says, well, I got this. I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm an author. I do this series. I love to read. And they, and they said, oh, and I said, where's that? It's on YouTube. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, and they said, um, well, how many, how many, subscribers do you have? And I said, Oh, like about 10,000. And the kid goes, you're legit. He says, you just added 10 more. And I was like, I was like, so cool. But that's been a fun part about trying to get kids working different ways to get them excited. And then on the writing end, that's been fun. So this is about national thank you letter day and the world's largest handwritten thank you letter. And by the way, you came up with that. You yep. came up with, with National Thank You Letter Day. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, you got it. And it was just a couple of days ago, November 14th. Yeah. The inspiration behind it was I was teaching a cursive writing class at school. I had actually promoted like, hey, we need to teach this. Again, I'm biased. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing the on the whiteboard. And the kids, I can see it in their eyes like, oh, we're here because our parents want us to be here to learn cursive. And I remember as a kid, I'm having like these sweaty flashbacks thinking, oh, this is the most boring thing on the planet, right? And I said, um, and I was doing a letter from the legacy letters talking about please and thank you. And all of a sudden in my head, I, I said, hey, you guys, what if we did a giant thank you letter the size of a football field? Well, they thought, oh, God, no, oh, this is the greatest thing on the planet. You know, they, oh, yeah, Mr. Paparazzi, you know, you're the best. And I was like, Oh, crud. Now I've got what my talk. I was all excited and I realized, uh oh, I'm in trouble because I have no idea how to do this. Well, that's nothing new. So, cut to the chase. We created the world's largest handwritten thank you letter, the size of a high school basketball gym. And the running joke is what do you do with that world's largest handwritten thank you letter? You have to send it. So, next year we sent it. Um, with the world's largest, world's uh, a school nearby. Okay, great. World's largest envelope, world's largest stamp. Postmaster comes in, stamps it. We roll it up. It's like a 20-foot long, four-foot high burrito. Took 20 kids. We had to take the doors off the gymnasium to go take it out, put it in the postal truck, got it there. It was mailed. It was officially mailed. We got a Guinness Book of World Record for it. And wow. we, got in the Kelly Clark we got in the Kelly Clarkson show. And so wow. it's been fun. And so, but the uh, the basic idea behind this is, um, we wanted to kick off National Thank You Letter Day, which is the whole idea of celebrating kindness and manners, you know, civility and gratitude, and um, within this beautiful thing called a thank you letter. And uh, so we're trying to promote that nationwide. So awesome. So you have this stroke of genius while you're teaching cursive. Did I hear that right? Yeah. 
And you said, how are we going to make this happen? And you did. I did. And you got in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, so cool. 30 so rolls, cool. 30 rolls of butcher paper, three, three foot high. I don't know, a gazillion rolls of tape. Um, I'd say about 50 pizzas, umpteen boxes of cookies. You know, it took about two months. You're, are you are you fairly popular with the kids there at school? Yeah, they, yeah, I, 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 we have fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. They, they chime in. They're just like, and and then as a result of that, not as a result of that, but we've been doing other things along those lines with community involvement. One of my things, too, is not only to get kids reading and writing, but the whole idea of, and again, gratitude of giving to others, one of the more important parts of gratitude and um, being involved with community service and what that looks like. So with things like Hurricane Harvey or, or um, other disasters like the Lahaina, we would get the kids together and we would get um, supplies, whatever the, whatever the people would need, and we'd have them write notes of support and attach it to the teddy bears, to the books, to the diapers, to the water, and they'd send it off. And it was just like, wow, this is a cool thing. Yeah, it makes it more than just a thing that you just send off and do or pay money. So they understand that that community involvement is not just um, a thing your parents do, but this is a thing that you should all do, whether it be your local, whether it be regional, national, international. So we've tried to do it all. And it's really, a, I don't know, the, the, I think the biggest thing, X thing for me is the kids love it. They just... And they don't know, it's like, no one's, it's it's not an exercise in rote nest to do something over and over again. It's an exercise, we're involved and you're listening to, like, what do you think we should bring? Well, I don't know. You ask them and they're, they're, they're all in at that point, especially if you're asking them their opinion. I love that. You know, as you said that, you know, it reminded me, I was reading some research about some things in Harvard. They had people who were talking together and they found that the people you're watching people who are asking questions and conversing and the people who were asking the most questions were the ones who were liked the most. Isn't that interesting? Oh, and the interesting. People were, the people who were enjoying the conversation the most were the people who were talking the most. And so um, <laughs> when you ask your kids questions like that, it's interesting because it's actually correlated with being liked and having more influence. So you're just, I mean, just that's research based, right? But yeah. just the way you do it, where you're saying you th that, Gosh, that's a great story with that thank you card. That that's yeah. a great story. Oh, it's so cool. Um, I love that idea. I love that. I think that goes to the heart of human interaction, right? And communication. And you ask and you listen, right? You listen, but the asking and kids. I mean, I remember as a kid, I think it was one of the biggest things, you know, um, like you were saying earlier in, in the conversation here, do as I say, not as I do, right? I mean, sort of the, like we were brought up, you know, like, okay, just be quiet or not. But, oh, my gosh, to be involved in the thing and to be asked one's opinion, it doesn't have to be condescending. It has, hey, what do you think? Or like I used to I used to love being around my grandpas and uncles when they played Pinochle, you know, and they would say, and, and my, my granddad was, oh, what do you think of this hand? I had no clue, but you know what? Oh, yeah, grandpa. Yeah, that's a, that's a good hand. <laughs> it's like, good kid. Now they're all going to bet wrong. And it's like. I didn't care. I was asked by the guys, you know, it was like, I was part of the gang, but what a great gift to give to kids to ask their opinion. And I, I tell you, boy, they're, they're in. And, and the answers they come up with, you know, oh, I'm 
always stunned. I mean, forever stunned. It's like, wow, you are like little philosophers running around. You know, generally it's not lame. It, it's it's fascinating. So much great, so much great information there. I got to tell you too. They, I'm, I guess I'm a research. I like looking at research lately for some reason. It's kind of a new thing for me. But I was looking at some research that said uh, that when you ask people questions, it actually makes them more willing to take your advice too. As a parent, you can ask your kid. I love how you do it. You do it naturally without the researcher. But I'm saying if you say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Or how do you, what do we think we should do here? It actually makes it, people feel like, wow, they respect me. They're asking my opinion. Yeah. And then it actually makes them more open to taking your opinion, like listening to you and your suggestions as a parent. Um, I think too often as parents, we get out there and we're like, well, this is how it should be. And you better do this. And this is the, and better do it because I said, or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, if we can just say, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? What are your feelings on this? Yeah. And I mean, you know, what, you know what? I, it sounds like you do it naturally, which is yeah. awesome. Well, you know where that comes from? That's, I call that finger wagging wisdom, right? You know, it's so classic. I listen to me. And you watch this, watch it. Listen to me. You know, it's Charlie Brown. Like <laughs> I love watching parents when they do that with their kids. And I and then you it's like five seconds into it, the glaze. You can see, and they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, just doing yeah, it on you. Nothing. Like I maybe two percent's going in, you know, and I it's it's funny. I remember because in, in where we were living for a time, we were far from the maddening crowd. We were in, I uh, worked on a ranch. And um, and so we have to drive a long ways. And sometimes my, my son would have a bit of a tantrum or something. I said, you know what? And we had this whole thing like, it's not a thing you can do. You can't do that. And you're going to have to have a timeout. So that's worth five. That's worth five minutes. And if you do it again, I said, that's worth 10 minutes. I said, do it again. 10. I said, okay, you're up to 15 minutes. And we couldn't do it in the car. So what we would have to do is do it at the end of the day. So if you did the, <laughs> if you do the crime, you have to pay the time, right? That's what we called it. And so he, he began to understand that there was like, and I said, we can talk about this or you can just go ahead and go for it. And there was consequence to acting that way. But the, but the, the reverse was, Hey, if you want to talk it out, I'm here for you. Mm. And it worked. It's fascinating. I mean, just like, hey, I'm here. Keep going. We can go one or two routes. And the biggest part, and here's the here's the 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 most amazing key for parents is give your kid a choice in his punishment. Oh, kids, their brains just go, oh, 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 really? You want me to choose my punishment? It's like, yeah, you get you can have a 10-minute timeout or you can chop wood for 24 hours. I'll take the 10-minute timeout. Oh, good choice. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It's 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 so brilliant. It's so simple. And if you parents out there, if you do this, this one little life trick with kids, give them give give them agency, give them decision making. Even when it comes to this stuff, you'll be surprised. Like, all right, maybe I should have half an hour. I'm like, no, 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 that's okay. You only deserve 15 minutes. So, uh, I, I like that. You can yeah. become more of a kind of an advisor partner with them a little bit rather than the finger wagging thing, right? And I, as you said this, it kind of reminded me of something. You know, sometimes kids can surprise us. And, and uh, 
I remember my daughter and some of our listeners have heard this before, but then my daughter once came to me and she said, Hey dad, I want to hike this mountain. And by the way, we live at, in the rock, kind of at the base of the Rocky mountains here in Utah. And there was a mountain that's about 11,700 feet. It's called Timpanogos. And she goes, dad, I want to hike Timpanogos with you. And she's five years old. And, um, I, you know, I, and, and there was a part of me that kind of said, well, you know, maybe she's too young, but I did ask her, I said, well, you, you sure you want to do this? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, what are you going to do when your feet start hurting? She goes, well, I'll probably take a rest and go from there. And anyway, she ended up hiking this mountain with me all the way to the top. And there were some people at the top who gave her a standing ovation when she got up there. Nice. But the, the, the things that our kids can do when you, when you tell me this, like you, you're asking them questions, goodness, we really should be asking our children for advice because there's so much good. I think we would do, we would be better off to follow a lot of our children's lead and just being childlike and, and kind and thoughtful. And there's so many good things that children do. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes as parents, we dismiss it or you're too young or don't know what you're talking about. In reality, just asking them what they think and it's such a good thing. Career. Yeah. And, and also being too busy to ask. I mean, we're, I, I find that in the modern day world still, you know, we're just, and again, going back to the electronic devices and I don't want to throw the baby out with the bath water. They have their, they have their place and purpose in the world, but sure. ultimately, ultimately it really is about human communication. It's about human relationship. It's about to- walking your talk and talking your talk and listening and asking questions uh, c- continually. And the, you know, there's points at which you have to say to a child, like, Hey, you know, your, your papa needs to do this, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to take 45 minutes when I'm done, we're going to go out and do this together. Um, and that's part of life too. That's okay. But if it's a constant, you know, phone, 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 and then I watch, I mean, I watch like in supermarkets, I watch at airports all the time and it's here. Let me give you the, let me give you, here we go. It's not a sucker anymore. It's the phone. Let's just put that phone right in their hands. And the kids are like, and they're just, you know, you try to pull it away from them. Oh my gosh. But the thing is, is the thing is, is we're setting that example. I've heard some people say it's an adult pacifier. Even a phone is like a pacifier for an adult, right? (laughs) And so they learn from us that um, I can just zone out. In some ways, it's a little sad to be Frank Carew. We all have these devices that we're sitting in front of constantly and people talk less you know i don't i'm not trying to go too far down the negative road here but when you see uh you know teenagers who are standing next to each other and they're not talking they're texting each other like just turn over and talk to each other you know it's kind of sad but i have a funny story actually i have a funny story relative to that so every year i get to teach i've been doing for a long how to write the perfect valentine's day letter Okay. And because it's important to do with your hand and there's a whole thing about it, but it's very simple. You just pull a piece of paper out of the printer and you put dear whatever. And then you put the three things that you appreciate most in your spouse or partner and, and things like, you know, I like the way you change the oil and read to the kids and, you know, <laughs> take out the trash. Well, I don't care whatever it is, but I love the way you do it. Or I love the way you laugh at my, my dumb jokes that it doesn't matter. Something just, simple everyday type of thing. So I'm telling kids this in this class, it's like a fifth graders and something. And I'm telling them that this is how you do it. Now let's take a vote. 
How many of you girls would love to get a Valentine's letter, letter? And how many of you girls would love to get a Valentine's Day text? Well, all of them, I think maybe for one said a letter. Okay. And then I asked the same thing of the guys. It's so funny because at the end of the class, I said, I said, Hey, okay. You guys have any questions? And this kid in the back, he says, Hey, Mr. Papritz, uh, when can we start learning how to write these uh, Valentine's Day letters? I'm like, yeah, you got it, kid. You you saw the correlation. Yeah, girls like letters and they write a letter. Wow, talk about teaching kids how to write letters. Like, oh, I'll get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it, man. I love that. I love that. They saw the girls want it. They wanted to. They, they thought, on it. board. Wow, they were on board. Yeah, that was That's, really. Cool. I'm so glad that you're bringing that up. It's a lost. You know, this electronic thing, the lost art of writing a good letter to someone, a thank you letter like you did, or a big one, <laughs> and yeah, a big Valentine's one. letter, or just a love letter, or a thank you letter. Those things are so important and, yeah. and lost lately. Yeah, you know, it's, I think, so one of the things I love to talk about relative to, you know, people say, well, why write a thank you letter? And I tell you, I had an epiphany one day, especially writing these series of letters in the thank in, in the legacy letters. And the, the speed at which you do a text, the speed at which you do an email is not the same as a letter. So when you write a letter, you put your time into the letter and then you give it to somebody or send it to somebody. And what are they holding? They're holding the gift of time that you have given them. And people subconsciously understand this. It's amazing. Um, and so if our greatest gift in life is the amount of time we have here on earth, you have given a share of your time to somebody else. And, mm. and people will hold on to letters for years. You know, you'll read, and they're so happy to get, um, it's the, the classic thing is if you, there was a fire in the house, what's the first thing you grab? Well, nowadays it might be your animals and then your kids and then your, you know, no, no, I'm just joking, but like a kid, your animals, photos and people will grab letters right that i had a gal the other day said oh my gosh i have letters from my grandmother i read once a year just to just to remember her and just to hold her in her in her writing and so they are we say they're old-fashioned to me they're timeless so that word better yeah. timeless thank you for correcting yeah. me on that. that's great i love that yeah yeah, it's good stuff. And it's and it's simple if we don't make it work, right? If we just say, hey, it's important to write a thank you letter. Someone does a nice thing for you, whatever. But on National Thank You Letter Day, what I'm trying to do is say, hey, thank somebody that you maybe haven't thanked in years or a family member for a small thing they did or whatever the case may be. And talk about practicing. You know, we, we use the phrase about, um, well, let's practice gratitude. And I'm like, uh, that sounds a little... I mean, it's nice. It's a nice phrase, but you say it enough and it's just like, well, what does that mean? And I'm saying, let's do gratitude, right? Let's, let's do gratitude. Do grat let's like walk that again, back to walk in the talk and do it and say, I'm going to write a thank you letter. Like even today, the, 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 the thank you letter challenge, think of somebody in your life and we all have this person and you've thought, ah, it'd be nice to do it, write them. And it doesn't have to be this huge long letter. Thank you for making me you know you did this thing when i was in school to a teacher to a parent to a grandparent wow talk about not only the gift of gratitude which benefits both people but the gift of 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 
a smile. They're going to get that thing. And man, they're just good. They're going to light up like you made their whole life. Such a good reminder. I am going to go home and write thank you letters this week. Maybe today. I got to do it soon. We got we got to focus on the now, the one moment right. we have. Right, right. Um, I'm going to do that just because you've been on the show, Karu. Thanks for the inspiration. Oh, man. I think, isn't that amazing? If we could all just do one of the, and really set the bar so low. The bar being just, just, gosh, it can be one paragraph. And you go, well, then I got to get a stamp in an envelope. Really? Guess what? That's the gift of time, too, because people realize, especially more than ever, that this takes so much effort to do, or you can give it to somebody. But, oh, really? You can get an address. You can get a stamp. You can get an address and a stamp. stamp. And maybe you get a bunch of stamps and a bunch of envelopes so you can get, make the habit of doing it and, and it gets easier, right? Yeah, right. Right. The first letter might be more work than the second letter if you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> and one. Try one. Try one. Just see what it's like. You will get a text. You will get a call. They'll, they'll, they might even send a thank you letter back. You know, I can't believe you actually, did. I mean, that would be, wow. Talk about how many, how many letters would you get back? I mean, or a letter would you get back? But all you got to do is one. It's like, a, it's as simple as saying hello to somebody in the street or being polite to somebody. You don't know what they're going to do in your life, but my God, the feeling it gives you in the month of thanks, folks. Thanks. Giving. Here we go. So let me ask you this. You started this national thank you letter day. What day is that? November 14th, right smack dab in the middle of the month. We just barely missed it on this podcast two days yeah. ago. That doesn't mean we can't be thankful today. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I think I need to make it national thank you letter month. So we can let's roll. do that. Make it the yeah. month. national thank you letter year is every year oh. <laughs> it's national thank you letter decade this decade <laughs> next thing you 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 raise the bar higher than i could <laughs> i just want one letter just, <laughs> i love that, I love that. One letter. <laughs> um this uh this is great such a good reminder and you know i think as we talk about like one of the things that i noticed that you're huge on is living a legacy life and where you can, you know, let's talk about these letters for a second. If somebody just sends you a text and says, thanks, that's okay. Yeah. I've heard that expectations. So like if somebody expects something like this, but their life comes in lower, they're frustrated. This distance between this is my expectation. This yes. is my reality, which is lower. The distance between a high expectation and low reality is, is called frustration. If you can get expectations and reality together, then you're not frustrated. But if you can flip them, in other words, so that my reality is now better than I expect, this is now delight. And I think that's what you're doing oh. with these handwritten letters. You're literally making oh. reality better than they that. expect. They open, they open a letter. It's a handwritten letter. They have this gift of time. And it's like, I didn't expect this. And so they're delighted instead of. Oh, I love that. that. I love delight. And, oh. uh, you're practicing that that thing of making people's reality better than they expect. In fact, I think you you seem to have that habit, at least from what I've gathered, with your students. You said, let's do the biggest one. Well, what kind of a teacher sets a Guinness Book of World Records with their student? You made their reality better than they expect, probably than their parents expected, probably than they'll ever have. So they're delighted with you. Yeah. And I think as you do that with these letters, with just the way you're doing it, asking them questions, you're making reality better than they expect. 
that that right there seems to me like one of the keys to to leaving a legacy where people are like, when I'm around Carew, things are better than I expect. Oh man, I t- I I like being around Carew too. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, I mean, it's the old saying like, well, what's you know, what's your choice? You can either be you know upbeat and happy, you know, glass half full, half empty, right? And so what's the choice of it if it's not half full? Well, it's half empty. Well, that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be above ground rather than below ground. I mean, seriously, right? And what's, guys, I mean, the, 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 I don't know. I, I, I love your thing with delight. I love, I love being, I love giving wow, like the wow, but the delight part is, is beautiful. I've never heard that. That's a, that's lovely. But I think the thing of of constant, you know, okay, so making people's reality better than they expect—that's uh, what you're doing with those letters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they and they get such a kick out of it, and then they light up, man. I tell you, you want the gift? People lighten up, right? They just like, wow, that's cool. Wow, I hear a wow. I've I've won because of you, Karu. I'm right now. I have a little uh, something to write on here. I'm writing, make thank you letters this week. Okay. You've inspired me. Oh, I, love I hope it. you've inspired our listeners to do that. Go write a real handwritten, take the time, get a stamp, address it and send it and see what happens. And maybe oh, I love it. Yeah. let's do her. <laughs> Bring it on. Man, what a great, great show this has been with you, crew. Is yeah. there anything, any other advice you would give to parents on the show? Oh, or to anyone, to anyone. Well, mm-hmm. let's let's go let's go full circle, guys. Walk your talk. You know what's the thing you talk about values X saying. You know the whole principle idea. It's so so important. Um, I'm just a big do guy. You know you got to do gratitude. You got to walk the talk. Whatever it is, you know walk that is walk your talk. God, it's I love that saying. It's so be better at that. I am not yeah. as good at that as I should be. You're, thank you for the good reminder. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. For all of us. And just say, and, and what are those things that you want to give you? What, what walk do you want to teach your children to talk? You know, what, or what talk do you want to teach your children to walk? Whatever it is, it can be a whole bunch of things. It can be one simple thing or a couple of things, but man, make it stick guys. It's really, really important. I told somebody the other day, I'm such a big please and thank you guy. I just believe in manners and civility and all this. And so I think that much like the um, the scientific adage of you have to go out and shoot a million hoops, you have to hit the ball uh, you know, a million times or throw the football, whatever the case is, like the sports deal, you literally have to say to your kids, please and thank you one million times and it will stick. It will stick. Or you have, and even now, my son's 17, right? The other day is like, and he's really good. He's really good about saying, but occasionally when he isn't, you know, I go, uh, what do we say? Oh, um, thank you, Papa. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, walk the talk, whatever it is that you got to do. And go to nationalthankyouletterday.com, guys. There's no big sign up or whoop de do there. It's just fun. Check out that letter. There's a there's a drone shot on the football field of the letter, the envelope, and the stamp, and all the kids around the school around it. And they look like little ants. And it's a it's it's so cool. 
and it talks about the importance of why we write thank you letters and and sort of the do of it. So yeah, check that out, and that's a lot of fun. That's great. How how can they find you? Can they find you at that site? Is there another site? Yeah, then them? go there. Then go to uh, thelegacyletters.com. That's good. Karu Papritz on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter X or X Twitter or, you know, just jumble around there. All sorts of fun stuff out there. And then, um, but the YouTube site, if you go to KaruTube, that's really fun. C-A-R-E-W-T-U-B-E. Check out the I Love to Read series, guys. It's for, if for anything, get your, get your kids laughing about that and sort of say, hey, look at what this guy does. He writes books. And they go, really? That's sort of cool. I want to be an author now. Wow. Well, okay. That was okay. <laughs> Great. Inspired to be an author. Sure. KaruTube. notes, And it's Karu spelled C-A-R-E-W. Yeah. And Papritz is P-A-P-R-I-T-Z. Did I get it right? Yep, you got her. Okay, great. Well, we've got, we've, uh, gosh, such an honor to have you on, Carew. Thanks Thanks. for taking the time. Would love to have you on the show again. Hopefully we can get you back sometime. Um, But just appreciate you being here. And if you want to get a hold of Carew, again, you can go to LegacyLetters.com. You can go to Carew, too, C-A-R-E-W, too. You yep, can also dude. look up that national thank you letter day.com. Is that right? See yeah. that amazing story that you uh, were the leader of actually there. Yeah. And through the, this message of write a letter <laughs> and right. walk your talk. Walk, right. walk your talk. You want to influence anybody? Walk your talk. Right. Walk your talk. Yeah. Write a letter and walk your talk. Gosh, that's it. We That's it. We'll <laughs> live it. the rest of the year. Yeah. And we don't even have to start New Year's now, guys. Start right now. Write a letter. Write, Write a letter. Right. Printer, pen, takes you five minutes. Boo! Get it out there. And you, and you probably already know in your, in your deep, in your heart of hearts and in your mind, who you need to write it to. So just oh. write that letter to the person you know you need to. I love that. I, that is so true. You know, right? I mean, it's, you know, in five seconds, it's already there. And that's the person like, don't, oh, I got to think about that. Really? You really don't have to think about it. Yeah, I love that. And you write, and the most important thing when you write a thank you letter, you write it from the heart. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, that, that even you go, oh, I can't do handwriting. Okay, print it. But really, when it comes from your own, it's human. It's, 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 it's your humanity in the letter. Yeah, it's good stuff. Right. It's good stuff. Thank you, Karu. Thank you so much for being on the Principal Podcast today. Hope to connect with you again another time. It's been an honor. Yeah. And uh, thanks again for joining us to our listeners. And we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining the Principal Podcast. I'm so glad that you listened and took the time. You know, I'm on a mission to help as many marriages and families as I possibly can. I would love to hear from you, you know, things that keep you up at night, that concern you about your family, your marriage, and things we could talk about on the Principal Podcast. Uh, if you like the podcast, please like, subscribe, and check out my book on Amazon. It's called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And again, thank you for supporting the podcast.